What is up? This is Take It or Leave It. Easy, give us a little check over there. Let me make sure you're awake over there. Uh, check one, two. Take it or leave it. Leave it or take it. Take Don't leave one, it. one, Wait. two. Take it. Leave one, one, two. Coming at you on a Monday, last day of September, September 30th. Um, I can't believe we're going in October. 2019 is almost over. Does that mean that we have to wake up Billy Joe Armstrong? I think so. He asked us to do it when September ends. Yeah. I mean, he asked us quite a few years ago, but I mean... I hope someone woke him. I hope so too, but if no one did, we will now. What if people thought he was... That was just like creative writing, and he's like sleeping right now. Well, he has he's been like for like one of those 15 years. People that years. are like frozen, and True. they just wanted someone to wake him up. Like Bucky. That's where we yeah. left off recently in the Marvel series. My mom hasn't seen all the movies, so we just watched Captain America Civil War. And Bucky, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier, just went under under ice in Wakanda. So, yeah, maybe that's Billy Joe, and we... I, I hope not. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, let's jump right into it. We are all college football today. We did NFL this past week, so we're not. We're going to try to not talk about any NFL. I keep saying NFL. Stop saying NFL. We're not talking about NFL. I haven't said it once. You want to. Say it. Say it. Say it. Don't say it. Okay. So we're going to jump into it. We're going to start with a little bit of recap. Got about eight games here we're going to recap just briefly. Cool, um, cool. Well, technically seven because the first game we're going to recap is uh, the Hurricanes didn't lose this weekend. Got Feeling a dub. pretty good about that. It's all about the U. Well, we didn't get a dub either. We had a bye week. <laughs> so we're, we're unbeaten this week. It feels good to win. <laughs> well... Feels good to not, not lose. lose. <laughs> All right. Good week for the Canes. Um, Arizona State back at it again with their second ranked victory of the season. Or, no, it's second um, victory to a ranked team. Yeah. Because they're unranked. Well, second ranked victory. So they, they, they beat a ranked team. And so they beat number 15 Michigan State in week three. And now this weekend, this past weekend... They beat number 15 Cal 24 to 17. So they could find themselves back up. I didn't they go they went I think they were ranked last week but then mm-hmm. lost. They lost to Colorado. Yeah, so they could see themselves back in the top 25. This They are. Or they are. Yes. That's right. The polls ranked are already out. 20. Duh. They're 20th now. Yep. So good for Arizona State and Washington State may very well knock them back out because oh, Washington be. State's another one of those teams that's bouncing in and out of that's the That's gonna top be an 25. interesting game. Yeah, oh yeah. Both those teams can be a lot of team, like a lot of schools in this country, mm-hmm. and uh, but both are also can also lose to anybody. So uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Oklahoma trashes Texas Tech, fifty-five to sixteen. Now, mind you, Texas Tech's not a bad football team. And they just, they pooped on them. They they put a big old poop on them. And uh, Jalen Hurts had another game over 500 yards. I believe that makes two this season. Um, so 500 total yards, 70 were rushing, over 400 passing, and four total touchdowns, three throwing, one rushing. Uh, he can do no wrong, except that he can throw one interception. So that was his he first. He did do that, yeah. Yes, first interception of the season. But uh, he... he he is still putting up absurd numbers. Lincoln Riley's been big for him. You you like him so far? He is so good. It's just not fair. It helps that he has some really good 
uh, skills players. C.D. Lamb had a big day for him, but but yeah, wow. I mean, he Lincoln Riley's a wizard. Just he just keeps doing it over and over. What's that? I don't see him with 500 yards. Yeah, he had four. 15, 15. passing, 70 rushing. Did he have 70 rushing? Sorry, I thought he had. I thought he had 90. No, I just said 70 a little bit ago. So maybe I thought he had like four. 485. Yeah, maybe I thought he had more passing yards. So sorry, just short. So he didn't have a second 500 yard game, but close. That would be what five four eighty five yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm good at math on the show, so <laughs> clearly, uh yeah no. So he had just shy of five hundred total yards, four touchdowns. Great game for him. Um, your Wisconsin Badgers. Yep. I feel tough like you're week. gonna. It was see, a tough week. You're gonna take that view, and I'm gonna take the opposite. So you, and you got to because that's what you're supposed to do as a fan. So so you so go ahead. Analysis. I'm gonna let you go, okay. and then I'm gonna go. My analysis was it was a tough week. Uh, Jonathan Taylor still had a good game. Wasn't really able to get much going. Was hit um, quite a bit either at the line or a little bit behind the line. And most of his yards were after after first contact. Uh, Jack Cohn did not look like the quarterback he did the previous week. He had a difficult time connecting. Just looked kind of slow. He had plenty of time and protection in the pocket. Didn't even have to really scramble or anything. And it, uh, it just, it was, it was a struggle, but we, we made it through, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a great win, but, but it's a dub. It was a win. My analysis of this is Wisconsin coming into this game in the past five years has been in the past five years, they are two and five scratch that in the past five years, they are two and three against Northwestern. So they even that up this year. I mean, if you go back just for the past six seasons, they now even that up three and three. So they've just struggled with Northwestern the past few years, whether they're good or bad, whether Wisconsin has a great team or a bad team in the past few years. They've struggled with Northwestern. It's a rivalry game, conference matchup. I'll, I'm going to say this. There was never a point watching that game that I thought you guys weren't in control. There were times you couldn't move the ball, but there was really never a time they could move the ball at will. So it was never, I never felt like there you had a risk of losing that game. Truly, never did. Our defense won us that game, no doubt. One hundred percent, and that's okay and sometimes. No, no help from the coaches and the play calling. It was very strange. It, I will it give you that. It almost seemed like Paul Chris was was like off the gas for the entire game. I will give you that. The play there was a few, there was a few times JT would would hit. He would hit like a five or six yard rush, and it was like, okay, there's some momentum. Like give him the ball again. And he would take him out and put um, your other guy in, your big boy. Oh, Groshek. Groshek, yes. Yeah. And it was like, Groshek's a good player, but it's yeah, like, well, yeah. let your stud get going. Like, don't take him out after a six, seven, eight yard run. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I'll give you that. And then I will say this as well. The only kind of scary part about it is it was at home. If that had been at Northwestern, could have been a different game, maybe. If you had played the same way, they could have maybe pulled that out. But I never felt that. You were ever at risk of losing that game. It felt like you were always in control. Those gritty conference matchups, especially against teams you struggle against, you just got to get out with a win, and that's what you did. And the vote, the the committee sees that. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the the playoff committee because they're not voting yet, but the the AP poll so we takes note at, of that. We stayed at number eight. Yeah, and it, it makes sense. You really shouldn't have moved forward because it wasn't a convincing win, if you will. But you definitely shouldn't have dropped. It's a tough game. I'm glad they took that into account. 
So I think you're fine. But as a fan, I would feel the same way. So as as an outsider looking in, which I am a fan of you guys, I, I root for you because of you. But if I was if I had red running through my veins, <laughs> which you do, which I do technically, <laughs> um, I would feel the same way. I'd be pretty upset at not upset, but I would be let down. I guess you're hoping for a big win, another big win against a team that's clearly. I mean, they're yeah. not as good as Michigan, so yeah. But again, but that, you have to remember, fight. and you have to remember that too. That's a highly emotional game last week. They're probably still exhausted, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, honestly. So, to be honest, honestly, we should be <laughs> stay honest. Next up, Clemson at UNC. Final score: twenty-one Ooh, to twenty. We. Yeah, what a game. And not only that, but it could have easily been a tie going into overtime. UNC went for the win. They went for the dub. Yep. They went for two, didn't get it, um, and Clemson survives. So they stay undefeated. Barely. by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. And honestly, like uh, we were talking about this um, in uh, NFL. We were talking – oh, shoot, we're doing it. Well, I'm doing it You did it. I know. Oh. Where – it was the Jags and Texans, and we didn't like that call to go for two because it's the division rival and it counts on record. Where this game is voted on, you know, for the AP poll, why not go for two? Because you're not going to be the top 25, and this is your slim chance. Well, because that's the thing. It's like if we lose this game, whether we lose by a million or whether we lose by this one point, we're not going to be in the top 25. If we win this game here, we are definitely in the top twenty-five. Yeah, and we knock out Clemson. You know, so I I like the move to go for it, um, because really, honestly, and then still, you know, they'll take that into account. With I'm sure UNC's not. I mean, I'm sure they're not. They're I mean, obviously not in the top twenty-five, but they're probably not far off if they can win, string a few wins together here. Um, so yeah, Trevor Lawrence still is concerning. I. I I may be so bold to say he might not go in the first round. If he can pick it back up, he will. But if he plays this way the whole season, I can't see him getting drafted in the first round. So keep your eye on that. And again, I'm talking about the NFL. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm seeing the the votes for the AP poll, and UNC's not even listed on the others receiving votes yet. So. I would be surprised if they're not too far off the list, though. Yeah. And I figured they wouldn't be receiving votes because what are they now, two and Two, two and three. Two and three, I believe. Yeah, so that's tough. It's tough to receive votes when you're two and three. But right. but like I said, if they can string some wins together, they'll look at hey, they almost beat Clemson. Yeah. Um Bama <laughs> Bama and Tua are number one. New AP poll removes Clemson and just like we were talking about, that 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 survival against it wasn't a win, it was they they survived against UNC, and that drops them to number two. Bama takes over their throne again at number one, where they've known that they've known that spot so well the past 10 years. And um, they beat Ole Miss, who is obviously a big rival, 59-31. to 31. Tua goes for 418 yards, passing, and seven total touchdowns, six throwing, and one rushing. That being said, his number one receiver on the day, Devontae Smith, he's got probably five of five number one receivers. I have him with six passing and one rushing. What did I say? I think that's what I said. I said, I said six total. I said seven total, six throwing, one rushing. Okay. And maybe I didn't, but that's <laughs> what it is. 
Um, Devontae Smith was his his new number one receiver. So it seems like every week he's got a new number one. Changes, yeah. And it's not that it's not that he's inconsistent at who he throws to or there the receivers are inconsistent. It's just that he's got that much talent yep. around him. Uh Devontae Smith goes for eleven receptions, two hundred and seventy four yards, and five of those six passing touchdowns. He he is he receives five of them. Yep. Um, incredible game for their offense. Now, Bama's always been kind of known as that ground and pound defense. Not this year. <laughs> defense has given up quite a few points to a few teams, and it still hasn't been close in any mm-hmm. game because their offense is that so high-powered. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. Um, Anything else to stay on that game? And They're just scary. Yep. And it's the offense. Like I can, I can only see maybe Oklahoma going toe-to-toe with them and putting up as many blow for blow, yeah, yeah. I, it's true. And how, how fun of that of of a national t- championship would that be, if Oklahoma and the prodigal son Jalen Hurts <laughs> gets to play Alabama against this team? Yeah, I mean, talk about good television. Yeah, how cool it'd be if Wisconsin played though. No, I totally <laughs> agree. Like as a fan, I'm rooting for that. Yeah, but it's, if I, that's a long ways out there. We've got a tough road to get there. So As good as your defense is, man, Bama offense is so scary. They're so we good. need Fayon Hicks to shut. He can only shut one person down. That's true, but Reggie Pearson out there at safety. That's true. My other guy. Man. Okay, uh, Oklahoma State knocks off number 24, Kansas State. The It feels like between – One of our three Bs. It it was one of our three Bs, and we'll, so we'll talk about it a little bit more. But uh, it feels like the bottom, what maybe between fifteen and twenty five, maybe closer eighteen to twenty five, just 18 25 is on a steady rotation, rotation yeah. of teams. No one can keep. They get in, they lose. They get in, they lose. Um, it's incredible college football. It, so much parity. Where we've said it a couple times on the show, it seems like there's only there's about five to six teams that are just better than everybody else, and mm-hmm. the rest anybody can win a game. Anybody can win. So. It's really fun Except to watch. Except for Nebraska. Except for Nebraska. Jim. <laughs> Except for Nebraska. Except for Nebraska. <laughs> English is my second language. Ohio State beat them 48-7, to so pretty handily. Yeah, Another, huge. It uh, wasn't that the spread was only 17 in, in Ohio, fa- Ohio State's favor. Yeah. They go out and win by 41. Yeah, Justin Fields had another, uh, A another day. good day. Yeah, 212 yards passing, three touchdowns passing. And uh, 72 yards rushing and a rushing TD as well. I'll go into him a little bit more on the Heisman watch. If it wasn't for his lack of yards, like passing yards, he could be fighting with two and hurts. But yeah. it, that's the only thing holding him back in my eyes. But we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, Auburn, they are looking good. They're yeah, continuing to look good. Yeah. Because Mississippi State, they're never a bad team. They're always a tough play, especially... In SEC play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, like I said, Auburn, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Alabama, those are those those are those big rivalries in the SEC, LSU. Um, and they just took care of business, 56-23, like it's nothing. Just get in, get out. And, and so um, obviously it was at home, so that helps. But um, yeah, Mississippi State has been playing okay football this year. Okay. Not great because I mean they did lose to Kansas State earlier yes. this year. Yeah, and like I said, they're never bad. They're just they're never they haven't been good in a while. Mm-hmm. 
but they're but always especially trouble in SEC play. They're they're they they can be some trouble. Yeah. Um, Bo Nix still an inconsistent player because he had kind of a weak week, weak week, uh, low caliber week last week, and uh, just absolutely shredded this week. He went off, had a great stat line, led that Auburn offense. Um, I keep using filler words for Bo Nix because if I'm being completely honest with myself, I am trying to pull up his stats. <laughs> 16 and 21. Thank you. 335 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, seven carries for 56 yards and one pat or one rushing touchdown. So three total touchdowns. Yep. And how many, how many passing yards do you say? 335. So close to 400 pat, uh, total yards. Right, three thirty-five, and then 56. fifty. Yeah, so yeah. close to four hundred uh, total yards. Three ninety-one. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's what we got for the recap. Is there any games that I missed that you wanted to talk about that you can think of? Um, I did keep out our other two three Bs because I didn't even realize I put Oklahoma State, and I figured we'd just talk about those during the three Bs recap. Yeah, I mean, not, I I'm looking over a few of them. There's not really much to mention. Apparently, Indiana was supposed to be good this year. They're not looking too great. No. But um, I threw you threw in Ohio State, too, so that was good. I didn't have them written down, but I'm, I'm glad you mentioned them. Um, so, yeah, so we'll move on to our Heisman watch. Uh, I've got my top five here. I trimmed uh, – I'll just tell you right off the bat. I trimmed Sam uh, Ellinger out. Um, not that he's been – he still has great stats. It just didn't feel like they compared to the rest of this field. He could still work his way back in. Is that because he had an off week this week? He may have. That could be. But even so, I would move him down. You know, well, he, had, I wanna, he had a bye week this week is what I meant. That's so. a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm he saying he may Not have. that he didn't produce. He, he just may have because I don't think he didn't I don't have think a game he, this week. Did, did they not have a game? No. Oh, you're saying they did yeah. not have a game. You know for a fact. Yes. Yes. So like we've done with everybody else, we moved JT down when he had a bye week. We moved Hurts down when he had a bye week. So, um, yeah, so picking up from there, I just decided I'm going to keep five. I'm just—I know it's—it's it's hard to keep it to five, but I'm going to keep it to, to my top five. And um, I'm going to argue as hard as I can for JT every week. That's fine. That's just how it's going to have to. You be. do your thing. I just looking at the stats this week. I, I can't. I can't argue to have them in the top three anymore. Um, so let's just let's just go through it, and we'll we'll see where where it lies. You want to start with who you'd have at number one. Well, I and I know like you don't have stats in front of you, so I'll... I don't, but I just feel like it's a unanimous number one. At this point, after yeah. this past week? Yes. I think so. And it's... Jalen Hurts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. You did. I was like... Because <laughs> as close to unanimous as I think Tua is, I think you could still have an argument for Hurts, but it, it's it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue with this. You going career I can't even stats? See, I'm going stats. I'm going to a stats. No career stats? No, 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 no. Sorry. This year. This whole okay. season. Just this season. Just stats. this season. Because we're talking about Heisman yeah. this yes. season. I can't like get it. 1,700 yards, which is absurd through four game, five mm-hmm. games. It was week five. And they have played. 1,700 yards. Games. They have. But, but 1,700 yards. So he's averaging over 300 yards a game. Right? Check my math on that because I know I'm not the best at math, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. 1,700 divided by five because I know 15 divided by five is 300. So averaging 340 a game, 76.5 completion percentage, 23 passing touchdowns. Let me, let, me, let me say that again. 
23 passing touchdowns in five games. It's averaging over four touchdowns. Over four touchdowns a game. Passing. Guess how many picks? Guess how many he's averaging? How many picks he's averaging per game? Zero. Zero. Zero interceptions. And then tack on two rushing touchdowns. So 25. He is averaging five touchdowns a game. Five total touchdowns a game. And 340 yards passing. So now let's go to Hertz. And this is where I say you can argue. I've got Hertz at my number two. Hertz is the best throwing running back that you could have. Yes. That's that's the only argument. But if you're looking at a pure quarterback, it's two without a question. Without a doubt. Because here's the argument. <laughs> Hertz, Jalen has five rushing touchdowns. So yeah, he's got more rushing touchdowns than two. That's, that makes sense. He's only got 1,200 passing yards. We'll give him 13 because it's 1,295. So 1,300 passing yards. 77.6% of that. That's great. Mm-hmm. But he's got 12 passing touchdowns and one interception. I mean, that's 11 passing touchdowns less. Now he's played one less game. You got to take that into account. But He's not going to have 11 passing touchdowns not gonna in ha- one no, game. No, he's not going to have 11 passing touchdowns in that one game. Yeah. Um. And again, five. Now he does have four hundred forty-three rushing yards. That's that's solid. Um, because him and that so gets him hit, to seventeen hundred total. Yes. So so but two has got seventeen hundred passing, passing plus not much rushing, minimal rushing. I think he's got like fifty rushing yards. So so they're close there in total yards. But um, and here's a good another good argument. Like you said, best passing running back. Yeah. Because JT has five. I have it right here. Hold on. Five hundred fifty-nine rushing yards and him and Jalen Hurts have played the same amount of games they both had a bye week so Jalen Hurts has about the same amount of quarters no you're right you're right so we got to remember but the quarters but then you gotta you gotta look at um at Hubbard who's leading uh well I'm just saying so, so you gotta look at so yes he doesn't have as much court but Jalen Hurts also has doesn't have nearly as many rushing attempts he only has 47 rushing attempts and only 100 and what 100 and 10, 115 less, 116 less rushing yards. Yeah. Um, JT has how many r- rushing 84 attempts? attempts? 84 attempts. So, mm-hmm. so that's where you can make the argument that Jalen still could be the one overall. I just don't think it's there. But I think two of his stats are the, still stupid. The argument there would also be that Jalen gets the choice every single play if he's going to throw it or run it. JT only gets to run it when his number's called. Whether it's a good, whether it's good blocking or not. Right. I I, I get that. Um, but yeah, so those would be my no- number one and two. And I think it's, to me, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's pretty clear two is one yeah. at this point. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he could have another couple big, maybe Tua, maybe Tua has his bye week and Hurts goes off that week for seven touchdowns, you know, and then kind of evens it back up. I don't know, but unlikely, but we'll see. I mean, I mean, you know, he could go for four passing, three rushing or five passing through two, whatever. I agree, though. Unlikely. Two is absurd. Um, and this is Tua's bye week this weekend. Okay. So, so we'll no see Alabama what this weekend. We'll see what, who, who does Hurts play. Who does Oklahoma play? Oklahoma plays. One moment, please. And while you're looking for that, do you agree with my one and two so far? Okay. Yes. You picked the one, obviously, the two. Right. And then I went Oklahoma to. plays Kansas. So he's going he to could go do off. it. He could do it. Very easily could. He could do it. So yeah. so we'll see what he does in this in this bye week. They've got Texas the week after. So I wonder be a great if, game. if Jalen's going to be playing the entire game. I assume he would. Entire Kansas game, you're saying? Yeah. I doubt it. Maybe three quarters. But yeah, I would, I would assume he'll he do it three quarters. Yeah. 
Um, who, who would you have at number three? And this, I'm, I'm giving you every chance to argue this. I don't know where you want to put them. So, you want I, me to? It's it's just so hard to argue with any of these these quarterback stats just because they have so much opportunity mm-hmm. and each of them have so many weapons. It's just difficult um, to to try to argue for JT. But I mean, obviously at running back, it'd be very easy to argue him for number one. Oh, I would. I don't see how anybody could argue against him being the number one running back in the country. He's so dynamic and he's so explosive. He's got the size. He's just got the size, the speed, the hands. I mean, he's because he's worked on catching the ball in the offseason. But um, so my number three would be Justin Fields. But do you want to go with JT for your as your number three, or are you? I have Justin Fields. You have Justin Fields up. pulled up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would, and he pulled away because remember I've been kind of against him a little bit mm-hmm. because of the lack of passing yards, and he does lack the passing yards. He only has ten ninety two, so way under the passing yards. But he makes up for it in rushing. I mean, he's got two hundred twenty two rushing yards. Um, the the thing with him is he's sixteen touchdowns, zero picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does have kind of the worst completion percentage out of all these guys as well, sixty nine point eight. Yep. But um, but 16 touchdowns, zero picks, and another seven touchdowns rushing, which brings him even, well, almost even with Tua. Tua's got 24, 25 total touchdowns. Fields has 27 total touchdowns. <laughs> 23 is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm going through it tonight. Yeah. And it's I'm just getting tongue-tied. I apologize. Usually I like say I'll see a two and I'll say seven. I've never done it with a three. I might be... It's been done, folks. I might need to go to the hospital. After we're done recording. Okay. Anyways, Fields has 23 total. So that's where I give him the props at this number three spot is he's scoring a lot of points. I mean, 23 total touchdowns through five games is, is yeah. incredible. Um, so you agree with that one? Yes. That's right. All right. So your last spot, you're probably torn between Jonathan Taylor. I have Joe Burrow at number four and JT, and JT at number five. And I'm going to let you choose, and I, I will not care if you flip them, but I'm going to just stay this. I'll say both of their stats, and you can choose. Joe Burrow has an 80% completion percentage still. So he's still, I think he's the only one of these guys that has over 80% still. It's 80.6%. He's got 1,520 passing yards. So he's right there in the mix with all these guys. Two has 1,700. And Jalen Hurts has, what do we say, like 1,300, 1,200? Um, he's got 17 passing touchdowns. He does have two picks. And then he also has very minimal rushing yards. He has, he has one rushing touchdown. So 18 total touchdowns and two picks. Um, so I have him at my number four. JT is 559 rushing yards, 85 receiving yards, eight rushing touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns. So 11 total touchdowns. Averaging, he's averaging a lot of yards, six point nine, nope, six point seven yards per carry, and nine point four yards per catch. So high production. Um, Here's a big argument. Go ahead. Jonathan Taylor is not giving away the ball. No fumbles. No fumbles. Well, I know he's fumbled, but he's they've gotten it back, so they don't count. Yep, he's not. Fumbled. But I think he's only fumbled. <laughs> But I think it's only been once, and it was yeah. it was the elbow, right? Yeah, the elbow yeah, on just this past game. game. I yeah. think that was it. Yep, that elbow, that random, unintentional elbow. <laughs> oh, that's what coach has been teaching him. Yeah, tell him guy, he wasn't even looking. Look, his ball—he's holding the ball away from his body. It's like, dude, his elbow just 
Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, that's big. No no giveaways. That's big. Um, 644 yards from scrimmage. So that's that's big, especially because, like you said, he's has not played. I think that might have been the first game he played all the way through. <laughs> he pretty much played the Northwestern game all the way through, right? And they gave they gave Groshik a lot. Yeah, they did. Uh, I don't think he played the full game still. No. To be honest with you, yeah. I'm I'm trying to recall, but I don't think that uh, that he did. So I've got Burrow, Joe Burrow at four, you and JT at five, and I'd be totally fine if you flipped him in, in your opinion. What do you I, got? I have to stick with JT. JT at four. four? Okay. Just because he's the only running back doing it, dude. Yeah. He's big. I almost wanted to do a dark horse this week with that Devontae Smith. Mm. I just could. I just. It's too late. Like at this point, way too late. I mean, if he has another one of those games, maybe. But nope, because two will just outshine him. That's true. Because two would have five of those touchdowns too. So, yeah. So that that's my list for Heisman watch. Easton's a little bit different. Obviously, they flipped the last two, but those are what we got. Uh, so let's jump over to three B's recap real quick. You want to find it? Is yep, it in this notebook real quick? I'm gonna let you lead this, and I'll just commentate because I, I don't Boom. have the list in front of me. Uh, three B's from last week was number 18, uh, Virginia playing the fighting Irish number 10, Notre Dame and Notre Dame was favored by 11 points. The over under was 15 and a half. Me and Brits, uh, both chose Notre Dame to win, which they did. And both chose Notre Dame in the points, which they did. Yes. They won by 15. He covered. Yep. Uh, and then Brit chose the under and I chose the over. And the final total was 55. So I got that one. So one of my opposite choices of Brit paid off here. Shoot, I forgot. Do we have the what we're at so far? I didn't. Like our so far overall. Do we remember what that was? Uh, yes. I, I know I was 75%. You were one less than me. So we I just was figured 72%. out from there. I was so, I had two answers different than you, I think. Because what were we at? We were at out of 30, 27. Went in out of 36. Because it was, f- we were four weeks, so four weeks be, in would be out of thirty six. So thirty six. So was I twenty th- nine? No, it'd be uh, twenty seven divided by thirty six is seventy five percent. So I was twenty seven out of thirty six, and I would have been twenty five. Twenty six. You're only one, oh, one down, I think. Okay, thirty six. Cool. So now we can yep. we can go out. So 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 far, we'll we'll do weekly. That brings our weekly. To you, well, we'll, you're, we'll you're, finish. You're three of three. I'm two of three. Yes. So go ahead. And then, uh, so number twenty-one USC went to number seventeen Washington, who is favored by nine and a half, and the over/under was fifty-eight and a half. Uh, we each chose Washington to win. Uh, Britt chose Washington in the points. I chose USC in the points, trying to get a second one, trying to catch him and beat him. I'm swallowing the points, and I took it. Yep. Uh, Washington won by 14, uh, so we got him in the overall winner and the spread. Brick got him in the spread. I did not. Uh, we each chose under because 58 and a half of that game is outrageous, and they only scored 42 points, so we each got that right. Perfect. So, so we're, now you're three for three, and I'm two so for three both in that one. five for six right now. Correct. It's pretty good and so far. This, free money, three Bs, free yeah, money. Hello. Exactly, yep. And Go this ahead. last game is uh, number 24, Kansas State, went to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State was favored by five points, and the over-under was 62. Uh, we chose the exact same here, Oklahoma State to win, cover the spread, 
and both chose the under, which all three were correct. Oklahoma State won. They won by 13, and the total score was 39. Free money, guys. So we each went eight for nine this week. Eight for nine, so we keep where we're at. So that puts me at 35 for 45, right? No, it doesn't. Because <laughs> no. you Wait. were at 27. Plus, yeah, so. Yeah, I was right. 35 for uh, 45. 45. <laughs> I am the math genius. <laughs> Puts you at 77.77%. All about Jesus. <laughs> and then that puts me up at 34 out of 45. At 75.55%. Right, write those down so we don't keep having to do the math. <laughs> it okay. makes my head hurt. All right. <laughs> so for, so you were not able to gain ground on me, but it's... We're each gaining ground. Yes. yes. We're each looking really good. You gained an extra 3%. I mean, I'm glad we didn't... I know we're talking about NFL again. That's why we don't call NFL 3Bs, because it's not free money. No. We're picking our cover three, and we're hoping to God we're right, and we are usually not. Yep. Whereas these, we know the college is going to be free money, okay? Just, it's three Bs, free money, listen to us and go make some money. Um, so that's our recap of last week. This week, we got three awesome games again, like we had two weeks ago, another um, another rack of all-ranked opponents. So uh, I'll read, I'll just, I'll just go ahead with the first one since, okay. yeah, and then you... No, no, I you you go with the first one. Okay. Um, <laughs> I want you to do two of them. I don't want to do two of them. Okay. We're both going to do both, but I don't want to read two of them. Okay. First game is number 14, Iowa, at number 19, Michigan. Michigan is favored by five, and the over-under is 45. Now, do you want me to go first or you to go first on the pick here? You go first. Okay. I'm going first. Thank you. Um. So... Michigan had its comeback game against Rutgers last week. So Rutgers. I th- yeah. I actually took Rutgers in my fa- my college pick. I'm good lord. I was thinking, man, Michigan just stinks. They're going to lose this one. Not lose it, but they won't cover here. So this game wrong. this game is going to be really tough for them cuz I was actually a solid team in the Big 10 um unlike unlike Rutgers. Uh so this game I'm going to choose Whee. It's at Michigan, and it's in the big house. Oof. And that... That might change my mind, actually. That I was thinking Iowa until I thought at Michigan. That's a very, very hard stadium to play. I think Britt looked it up last week that it's the biggest stadium. Oh, yeah. I think it's the biggest venue in America. I don't know that for a fact, but I know it's it houses like 115,000 people. So it, that's just unreal. Um, it's loud. But... I think because if 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 I'm choosing Iowa to win here, I obviously have to choose them to cover. But man, that this is tough. I don't you want me to go, go first? I know I know what I'm going. I can do it. Uh, no, because I don't want you to influence me. <laughs> I know what I'm going, and I feel confident about this. Because I wanted to go Iowa, but the big house is. This is the big house. You know? <laughs> yes, it is. It is a big, big house. All right. With lots and lots of room. I'm taking a risk here, and I'm going to go Iowa, and then Iowa to cover, and oh. I'm going to go in the 
under and say it's going to be a low-scoring, gritty game. Impressive. I am only taking a little bit different. My confidence is I'm taking Iowa in the points, but I'm taking Michigan to win. So I think this will be a three-point game, two-point game, one-point game, four-point game. Yeah, something in there. I'm taking Iowa, so I do not believe Michigan will cover. I'll take the plus five for Iowa, but I will take Michigan to win outright. Okay. And I'll also take the under. Okay. Because I agree, I think it'll it'll be like I said, two, three, four point game, yeah. maybe one point game, but low scoring, maybe an overtime game. Who knows? Um, our game number two, probably the biggest one of the week. Yeah, probably um, college game day. I would assume. I would assume so. We didn't look at that, but um, number seven, Auburn, goes to the swamp to play number ten, Florida. Auburn is favored by three. So remember, we've taught you this. That means Vegas tells you um, on a neutral field, Auburn would be favored by six. And at home, they'd be favored by nine. So so if that three is bigger than it seems, and the over-under is 46.5, I don't need to think about this. Um, Auburn to win, Auburn to cover. And I will take the over here. I'm going to take the over here. I think this is going to be a pretty solid game as far as offense goes. I mean, when you think about it, each team only has to score 23, 24 points. Right. So um, I'm going to take the over. Auburn to win, Auburn to cover. I'm going to actually I'm going to agree with you here. 100%? 100%. Are you t- Okay. 100%. I think uh, after I doubted Bo Nix once, Oof. I can't do it again. No, doubt him again so he can show out again for me. Oh, but then that would put me further behind. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So really, do it, please. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. I cannot. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, so we're we're totally in agreement here. We both take Auburn to cover, which means obviously Auburn to win, and the over. All uh, right. Go ahead, finish us up. Final game is number 25, Michigan State. At number four, Ohio State. Ohio State is favored by 20 and a half points. The over-under is 49. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Ohio <laughs> State's going to win. They're going to cover, and they're going over. I want so badly to say it that easily as you did. I, I'm Okay, obviously Ohio State to win. All right, I don't. Not worried about that. And I'm not really worried about the over-under. I'm going to take the over. Um, because Ohio State could put up 49 on their own. I am struggling with saying they'll cover so easily because 20 and a half points is huge, and it's still a conference matchup. You know what I mean? It is the Big sure. Ten still. Yeah, but do you see what they did in Nebraska last week? I don't. I think I think Nebraska's terrible, and I actually think Michigan State's not not terrible. I think they're. I think they've got a good coaching staff. They just don't have the, honestly don't have the talent. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give us some separation here because I really don't know. I think it could go either way, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Michigan State in the points. Yeah, so I'll take Ohio State to win outright. I'll take Michigan State in the points. And if I'm being honest, I'm kind of leaning towards like I think I'll probably be wrong here. Like if I had to pick a percentage, I'd probably say 52-48, where I think Ohio State will probably cover. But I want a little bit of a 
So that'd be our second differential here. Yes, I want a little bit, a little bit of difference in this week. Okay, uh, so, so we're gonna have two differences this week. I have, I have Iowa winning where you have Michigan winning, and then I have Ohio State covering where you have Michigan State covering. Our two differences, and then it is the college game day of the week: Auburn and Florida. Good, where we're one hundred percent should be. That's a, yep. it's a great game. It will be a good game. Um, because remember, just because we both picked Auburn to win, that could be a three point win. <laughs> So it could it, it should yeah. still be a good game. I'm thinking Auburn by seven to ten, um, and honestly, I think Auburn's a much better team than Florida. I just think being in the swamp and a big you know SEC matchup, it's it's gonna take it's gonna take some some grit from Auburn. So I think a seven to ten point win is really you know that really will feel for them like a twenty four point win because of the situation. Yep, that's all I've got. You got anything else? Um, I mean, not pertaining to college football then shut your mouth <laughs> i don't know if that picked up on the mic but i don't think that made any Easton noise just shut his mouth <laughs> uh you we love you guys hit us up on uh what's it called twitter on twitter that's the one mm-hmm. at take it leave it bh you guys are great um you can take it or leave it peace take it or leave it